0: Shop Woodhouse Ford first and experience the difference. The all new 2022 Bronco Sport is built wild for the thrill seeker, the sightseer, and the day tripper. A capable and dependable SUV that's ready to tackle the dirt, dust, and mud. Bronco Sport offers four models to match the way you explore the outdoors. Shop, finance, and buy your way online at WoodhouseFord.com or one of our three convenient Ford locations in Blair, Omaha, or Plattsmith.
1: What's going on, everyone? It's the Commissioner here. Oh, and he's not alone. We also got the GM here. GM, say what's up to the people. What it do, what it do. You're probably wondering why it's the both of us doing the kickoff here on our episode and the intro of this episode. Because we had some very special news that by the time that this pod comes out, we would have released it yesterday. The episode would have released today, but then the... The new logo change got released yesterday. So big time news there. We want to just go ahead and just just talk about it real quick. Um, we're probably going to dedicate a good, like, maybe a whole separate episode to it. But we just kind of wanted to, out of the jump, just kind of talk about what this is, what why we decided on the design change, and, and what inspired it. So, GM, when did we decide, okay, maybe it's time for a brand change or a logo change?
2: I don't know, probably about like what, six, eight weeks ago. Maybe we we kinda of decided like
1: maybe we should uh
2: do a rebranding in and change sense it up and update our logo. Um, I felt like we may have outgrown it. That's just me.
1: Well it was a startup logo and we needed yeah. a logo, which we were so thankful for Chris Chavez, the owner and operator of Day Off. Uh, Shout-outs to you, Chris, a.k.a. The Nature Boy, for hooking it up, especially on the fly, too, because we really needed... We planned on returning with our podcast in 2020, in which we did. We had to change the name, and it kind of came together rather quickly. So then we decided, okay, well, we need artwork right away. We need a logo right away. And shout-outs to Chris for hooking it up. And he got it to us, and he got it to us in time. But... You know, like you said, we had to update our logo, we had to update our brand and the whole, you know, change the culture mantra, you know, for the city, for for Houston, change the culture also for our podcast, but not just our podcast, but probably just talking about like change the culture of the entire, you know, the Houston Rockets themselves, they're changing the culture right now. It's not James Harden's Rockets anymore. This is obviously a shift change. So, you know, we decided it's probably the best time to go about changing it. Right, so yeah. this was right about this time, about two months yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, this is a new era,
2: so we decided maybe it's our time to launch a new era in the same extent as well.
1: And it looks absolutely sick. We had the city skyline, which the G- which the GM was. Oh, actually, well, we need to give shout outs first of all to the man who created it, uh, Peter Fazone, who did an absolute brilliant job with it. Shout outs mm-hmm. to you. Thank you so much for your help. Um, He's been a close friend of mine for years, close friend of the families for a long, long time, and he uh, specializes in graphic design, so Mm -hmm. he was gracious enough to hook it up to really help us out. So, shout-outs to you, Peter. We really appreciate it. We'll put put his information probably in the episode so y'all can look it up and give him a follow, because he has great stuff, and he's doing big things. So, go ahead and give him a follow, and we really appreciate it. But the skyline. We wanted a skyline of Houston. I mean, we wanted... Mm -hmm. The rocket, right? Yeah, and then the mount
2: mountain, you know, a little bit of the... So, you know, basically, the summit is the top of the mountain. Um, we wanted it in the sense of where, you know, on the top of that mountain, um, behind it would be the skyline of Houston. And we wanted to bring a, uh, a bit of our culture into that like the Houston culture you know like th- that's a big thing like i i got that inspiration from what was a beast the the beast on one sign you know like that's what kind of what the
1: inspiration <laughs> yeah from. yeah exactly
2: and it's McCullers has that tattoo and I, I was like i really like that that skyline the simplicity of the skyline in addition to the rocket
1: i felt like that was something that was really cool in my mind and it looks incredible we wanted i wanted also, to kind of move on to the next era, which was late 90s, so blue and red was kind of the, the idea, the, the the color scheme to go about as well. That was we, the vibe. We had different um, ideas. Uh, Peter probably gave us about 15 different looks, logos that we can look over because we told him we wanted the skyline. And, I you know, I, I loved it. I think the the when people think of the summit, they think of a mountaintop. That's typically what it is. And then the mountaintop is... You know, a championship for the city of Houston. But beyond the summit, people don't realize that the summit was actually an arena, which we'll dive into in a future episode. But it was the original arena for the Houston Rockets, in which they won those titles in '94 and '95. So it's a perfect representation of the culture, and it's a good way to change the culture of the city of Houston. And with our podcast, because I like to believe that you know we're we're also trying to do what we can to change the culture, but in a positive way mm-hmm. for the city, for sports, to put. You know, to take away the, you know, not to take away, but, but kind of like steer the casuals in the right direction. That's yeah. that's the goal. So, you know, we wanted to talk about this for the intro because we, we just had to. We had to talk about this. This is huge news, probably the biggest news that we've had. Uh, well, I mean, we, we always have. We've been having pretty big drops. <laughs> yeah. Which we have another big drop today because we're going to be releasing a new episode with uh, Mr. Roosh Williams. who was just an absolute uh, beast throughout the episode. But before we move on now to the meat and potatoes, which is Roosh, we just kind of wanted to give a shout out to, you know, to Pete, to to Chris who made the first design for Pete who made this newest design and kind of give everybody an idea of what the logo is and what we were trying to represent. So, anything left to say before we kick it off here to our special guest?
2: No, um, I want everyone to enjoy this episode. I think this episode was, was very good. It was a, such a pleasure to um, hit the summit with Roosh. And it was, I thought it was a very good episode. I enjoyed um, the short time we got to talk with him. And he was so informative and just such an overall nice guy. So Yeah, yeah.
1: The vibe, the vibe was great. I, I think everyone will enjoy it if you're a, be, a good basketball head, if you're a nerd for statistics and, and you care about what happens on, solely just on the court. He's, his X's and O's are just pretty untouchable for the most part. So it's a great episode. And before we move on, though, just touching up on the last thing I wanted to say about the logo is, uh, you know, we wanted just, just to move on from this, we wanted to make sure that everyone knew that we appreciated what we accomplished in the past but we're looking towards a brighter future here we're looking towards getting this podcast even bigger than it has been so this is going to be the logo you know we i dubbed it the culture edition logo because i just think that that's just perfect and the gm signed off on it thank you by the way (laughs) so the culture edition logo which is going to be our logo henceforth and at least for the foreseeable future and please be on the lookout for merch merch will be Eventually dropped. Eventually, merch yes. will be dropped. Yes, be on the lookout for that. We're going to be announcing that uh, pretty soon, and you know that merch will be happening. We'll roll out some teas and and we'll we'll test the market that way. But be on the lookout for that. That's great. So, all right, that's enough of me talking. That's enough of the GM talking. Enough of this intro. Thank you once again for everyone that's followed us. Thank you for everyone for just be supporting us from day one all the way to now doing a whole new logo, bringing a brand new guest. It's just a whole episode of all these new things happening on the horizon. We're very excited about it. So that's enough of us talking. Sit back, relax, have a drink if you're just at home or if you're in the car, roll down the windows, and enjoy myself, the GM, and Mr. Roosh Williams right here on the Summit State of Mind.
0: Yo, what's up, everyone? This is your boy, Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast.
1: What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of dream shakes and stepbacks. backs and everything Houston Rockets. I am your host, your Commissioner, Kenny. Of course, with me as always is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Hey man, just wanted to check in and see how you're doing today. Monday, Monday, Mondays. I mean, we've, we've been recording every Monday now, so I just wanted to check in and see how you're doing. I know that's what it seemed like, you know.
2: At least give me something to look forward to, especially after uh, Mondays, how crazy they've been recently for me. But today was good. The weather was beautiful. People were chilling. It wasn't too crazy for me. And the world is good. Despite our, what is it? Eight game losing streak?
1: Uh, Is it eight or is it seven? I don't even remember anymore. Eight, we're one and nine. We're one and nine, (sighs) so it's eight.
2: Yeah. Just wonderful. (laughs) Let's let's just just generate positivity here. That's all we need.
1: Yeah, well, we're we're still in the Paolo Blanchero sweepstakes, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. You know what? The day just gets even better because we have another brand new guest on the show today. I'm going to go ahead and introduce him. I'm going to see if I can give him... Let's see if I can do him justice. I'm going to go ahead and see if I can introduce him properly. He is the host to the Noble and Roosh Show podcast. Officially, Twitter verified with over 15.7 thousand followers. A big time Rockets fans just like us. He is also a musical artist and a rapper that is always repping the H. He, and he is a Houston legend. The one, the only, Mr. Roosh motherfucking williams in the house at oh actually no at the summit how you doing roosh
0: i'm good man that was good i like that that, that might be the best intro i've ever received so i appreciate that thank you
1: you were on <laughs> i you know i have to admit man i went on google i had to google you i had to google you i, I just wanted to i just wanted to know what we were all about it and, and i didn't know my boy was on sway so the fact that i i gave a better intro like that's that's humbling
0: You did, you did. did. So it was cool, but you did. You gave a a very good intro, but that was a long time ago. Keep that in mind. I'm retired these days. That's
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what you're never retired at? Being a Houston Rockets fan. And that's why we got you here today. So we're here to talk about some Rockets, man. So let's go ahead and just dive into that now. So let's let the people know our our Summit fandom. Our people know who you are and basically like where your roots as a Rockets fan kind of came from. So where did it start?
0: Yeah, man. Um, You know, so I've been a fan since I was born in 89. So I've been a fan since pretty much Clutch City, you know. Um, Same age as me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Hakeem kind of got me into the game, obviously. Right. And then they went back to back and like you're a kid and that's what you see. That's like your first taste of, you know, basketball in general and Rockets Mm -hmm. basketball. And just been a diehard fan ever since, man. I've seen it all. You know, Hakeem, jersey changes, Drexler, Barkley, Francis, Mobley. Uh, Yao, T-Mac, John Barry, David Wesley, whatever, Kevin Martin—you name it. I was there on, for better or worse. Um, and then obviously, man, things picked back up, right? When when Harden and CP3 like were that close, um, and it was kind of like another golden era for just a minute. Um, and now we are where we are again. So
1: I have to ask, though, since you immediately talked about Chris Paul and James Harden, who who do we blame? Who do you blame? <laughs> I blame James Harden. They, okay, thank you. All right, cool.
0: I blame James Harden. I mean, look, James Harden did a lot of a lot of great things, put us back mm-hmm. on the map, right? I mean, can't understate that. Objectively, probably the second greatest rocket in franchise history. True. But he was gifted Chris Paul. I mean, they had a title contender. They just ran into an injury and then on you know, bad luck against one of the greatest teams of all time. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, man, he, I mean, he drove CP3 out. CP3 would still be a rocket if they could have like agreed on, you know, just hooping together. And they looked so good on the court. It's just sad. So that's the one thing. I have a ton of love for Harden, you know, no ill will, but that's the one thing I don't forgive him for. I'll never forget that he ran CP3 out of town for no reason, forced the trade for Westbrook, put us in this Mm -hmm. position, you know?
2: I don't blame you for feeling that way at all because I totally agree in that sentiment. I mean, he, uprooted his family to come here to play with James Harden. And you know, the, the first year they were together, like the cohesion, the chemistry was all in. They you knew that these guys loved each other. And the second year, it was just there was so much funkiness. It was you can tell that it just wasn't the same. Like you didn't you couldn't tell if it was like they were just missing Trevor Ariza or their issues between the two. Well,
0: they were missing Trevor Ariza. That was a big deal. Yeah. That was,
2: was the start. Deal. Yeah yeah was- and you know and just the fact when you think about it, that the next year that Toronto took out Golden State, but Golden State was without, what is it? Um, oh, no, no, not next year. That year. That was same it that year.
0: year. It was that year. Yeah. KD went in, out. Louis yeah, missed and, a game and a half. Clay missed two games. Like, yes, exactly. They were worn out. Look, they were worn out because they had to go through us, really. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, KD got hurt in that series. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a matter of luck. Like, if Paul George doesn't hit that three at the end of the regular season and we get the two seed, we don't. It's see. A whole, a, m-
2: yeah, it might be a finals. whole other
0: story. You we know? make back to back conference finals. History's written differently. Like things change at the end of the day. You know, a lot of people push back and they say, oh, Chris Paul was cooked. He was awful in that series, which he was. He was bad mm-hmm. in that series until until game six when it mattered. And they obviously still mm-hmm. lost. But my view on how those things, those types of things go is when you've got a good thing. I mean you treat it right dude like you come back if I'm James Harden okay if I'm one of the best basketball players in the world and I have this setup I go to Chris Paul and I'm like yo get in the gym with me like get your body right let's fix this you know because we've mm-hmm. been on that together we came this goddamn close so let's go all the way but instead he, he hit the panic button and,
1: and he did yeah he did that right away too because of the fact that yeah, Chris Paul actually press conference yeah right in the press <laughs> conference oh I know exactly what we need and I'm like mm, you sure You sure pretty much because that's the thing like you say it too and you're hitting the nail on the head because Chris Paul went vegan that summer and he prepped his body accordingly and you saw the comeback year he had no KC imagine if James Harden just like dialed it down a notch did not hit the panic button less prideful and just said hey man all right yeah like you said let's just get into the gym let's get these workouts on let's get these team Mm -hmm. workouts going and let's get our body let's get all both of our bodies right so we can fucking take over katie's gonna leave that's exactly what i would have said kd has gone the conference is wide open
0: wide open and that's the mm-hmm. other thing is you know again people say all oh, chris paul was cooked blah 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 i have two things to say to that one in addition to what i've already said one mike d'antoni deserves blame mike d'antoni and and mike d'antoni listened to james harden mm-hmm. right he was in a lot of ways harden's puppet and um Harden didn't want to change the whole ISO game. You know, I mean, they beat they beat the Warriors in the regular season with Harden out. Chris Paul had 24 points and 17 assists because they played like real basketball instead of just ISOing, you know, and I, the ISO stuff worked in 17, 18, but it didn't work in 2019 for anyone mm-hmm. but James Harden, which is fine, but you've got to find different ways to, to play the game to fit the strengths of your team. So D'Antoni didn't do that. So even if Chris Paul was physically athletically cooked, you could have played a different style of basketball that lets him do what he does. And second, um, his g- his game is IQ and finesse, skill, shooting, handling. You don't lose that stuff, even if you can't, even if you lose your first step, <clears throat> mm-hmm. even if you lose your burst to get by Kevon Looney in ISO, which he couldn't do in the playoffs. So okay, I give you that point. Even if you can't do that though, he still can shoot, he can handle, and he's got incredible IQ. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing, we saw over the last two three years, like that stuff didn't go away. You know, and it helped Phoenix get to the finals. So, yeah, I mean, for all those reasons, man, I'm just, you know, and I don't want to, I don't want to go down that path because I feel like people, it's a very sensitive. <laughs> a lot of people talk noise to no, me wait. on Twitter when I start mm-hmm. going through this stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is how I feel about it. So, I don't,
2: mean, oh, I man. don't blame you, yeah. like. I want to add on, because I mean, when you blame Mike D'Antoni, he was like what I've noticed through coaches through the, throughout the Harden era is that these coaches never held him accountable yeah. for the things that he would not do very well, like, you know, moving off the ball. That was the one thing that we really needed from him throughout the Chris Paul era that he never really did. And that was something that we always was, we, we magnified because it was like, if you just move just a little bit to help him out, but do something. You know, instead of just waiting and the outside just chilling, you know, maybe yeah, you you're.
0: Take, uh, I was just, I was just saying, take like maybe the good with the. Sorry, sorry, keep going.
2: Yeah, no, no, you're you're good. I was just saying, like in, like stamina wise, you know, because we know that Harden does work. He puts in a lot of work throughout the game, correct? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know, and then also like in addition, like when you said that twenty twenty was wide open in the bubble. If we swap out Westbrook for for Chris Paul, and maybe we don't trade, let's say we don't trade Covington in the grand scheme of things. We keep Capella. Like we probably could have taken down. There's a possibility we could have taken down the Lakers. Like the Lakers were great that year, but I do believe that with three years of us playing together, that things could have went in the way that if they just adjusted, they were humbled. You know what I mean? But maybe that's just me thinking positively. They
0: probably would have been seated higher. So they probably would have missed the Lakers. (laughs) Until the Western Conference Finals for sure. Exactly. So they, mm-hmm. If he stays the Rockets, if he stays and a couple things go differently, like I said, the Paul George shot, and then Chris Paul actually stays in, you know, if you want to rewrite history, they could have gone to three straight conference finals. Absolutely. Um, or whatever that may or may not be worth. Do they take the Lakers down? Mm, probably not unless they made a trade to address their weakness.
1: And that's what I was gonna add on, too. I was like, I guess there could have been a way that they could have gotten Cove without trading capella they could have done some cap gymnastics or something like oh, they that they would have maybe. had some
0: picks to play with but yeah. they gave them all away in the in the west oh well there you go See, exactly there you go. so exactly. i still think
1: cove would have been open for grabs and we would probably would have gotten Cove regardless and you could have paired him with paul and capella and then that now you're just never talking no but,
0: but they, i mean they were yeah. going after jimmy butler like they could have gone after something other than <laughs> covington some someone yeah. like an actual yeah. third piece you know But mm-hmm. but who knows all you know all that is it is what it is i mean lastly i'll say um yeah we never had a coach to hold him accountable because that's with with the good you have to take the good with the bad and yeah and the bad with the good and harden brought a lot of positives and a lot of good took us to the the first two western conference finals we've been to since 1997 um almost you know like we've talked about had us within a game of the finals if not for bad luck got an mvp list goes on but um but the downside is that he hated the accountability he wanted to play his way he you know as much of like a hooper as he is he's he does it on his terms and you're seeing that in Brooklyn. Now he's still the same, like kind of mm. just slow chugging. He's still effective of course, but you know, he just plays, marches to his own drum. So it is what it is. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I like to think that he was definitely a monster of our own making in that sense, especially when you think of the way Maury and D'Antoni really gave him the keys to the kingdom and gave him, I mean, you know, me and me and my brother, we've, we've, we've beaten this, we've beaten this drum long enough now where we've always said it, that he's given too much power. He was given too much power, by the ownership, management, you know, coaches, I had and so to forth. though.
0: Exactly. Don't really blame him. They could know They have done things differently. Yes, uh, I think Daryl Morey's weakness is handling personalities. um He's obviously a great, like you know, calculator, mathematician, all those kinds of things. But handling people and personalities was always his weakness. So he didn't really know how to handle that, and they catered to him. But they also have to because if you don't, he leaves like he did. <laughs> the
2: talk What's, of the NBA, it's
0: but everything a, you know. What's a segue? Justin, you said Harden never moved off the ball. Um, we have a shooting guard that now moves off the ball a lot. Exactly.
2: Oh. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. The yeah. movement, the ball movement has been really good. And he's yeah. Jalen has shown flashes of his playmaking ability. There's so much potential there. It's 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 a great watch despite the the L's. It's very exciting to see.
1: You know. Well, let's let's talk about it then. Let's go ahead and jump it, let's jump into it now. Oh, but before we do. Roosh, I give all my guests a nickname. Like I'm the commissioner. My brother's the GM. What you got? You have any nicknames? Do you want me to gift you a nickname? What, what are you? What are you thinking? Uh,
0: I am the Mastodon. I'm the Mastodon. If you didn't know, um, oh, you can, you can call cool. me whatever you'd like. But i uh, <laughs> double the Mastodon, baby. Oh,
1: well, no, no, Yo, never mind. My, I, my my nickname didn't sound doesn't sound so cool anymore. <laughs> i like that
0: i like that bro. i fuck with that okay yeah. that's the don all right cool <laughs> when were y'all born
1: i was 92 I was, I, he was the same year as you yeah i'm 89 okay so yeah. you i'm thinking black ranger baby
0: 100 there
1: you go <laughs> first it. thing that came to mind
0: my great. man zach just making sure because if you were born in like 98
1: or something that may not have been the case so no, we're not we're not gen we're not gen zers now we're all actually roughly around the same age so we're actually good, picking at good. the same
0: parts which the is the best great. era that has ever existed we got thank the best you of all worlds
1: Thank no, it's, you. True.
0: It's, it's true. It's true. It's true. We were the pre. We were the dial-up internet era. Pre internet. Now then, we were the streaming DM. You know, whatever. Like we've seen every little piece. of like, everything. yeah. Like, like perfectly like, we're in like, the
2: middle. Exactly. It was crazy. Like we were the last generation
1: play outside. it seems <laughs> <100%. 100%. laughs> Like the last, yeah. gener- last generation so was physical to have
0: stuff. like the technology yeah. and all that. So yes. For-
1: yeah. Agreed, man. Agreed. So okay. So mastodon, it is. We'll go with it. All right, let's move on. But before we move on, we need to give a shout-out and an ad to the greatest and best acai bowls and smoothies that are put out on this side of H-Town. That's right. We're talking about Rush Bowls Houston. And the GM is going to go ahead and give you the ad right here. Big Brother, let them know where they need to go and who they need to know. Have you thought
2: about grabbing a meal on the go? Eating a meal in smoothie form? How about an acai bowl from Rush Bowls? They have plenty of options for those that are looking for a great healthy meal. I was literally there last Sunday and I got myself a yoga bowl. The yoga bowl is just so delicious. It's blended with mango, pineapple, banana, matcha, froyo, and your choice of dairy or non dairy milk. I'll say this time and time again. Get it with oat milk. Just delectable. It's topped with granola chia seeds, bananas, and honey. And if you want to add a little extra flavor, I suggest to top it off with their in-house peanut butter. It is so delicious. They even have deals all throughout the week, Dog on Mondays, where you get a free Bow Wow bowl for your dog with any purchase of a bowl. So if you want to take your little friend with you, highly suggest it. And Wellness Wednesdays, get you $2 off wellness bowls or smoothies. So if you're craving a nice, healthy, and light meal, us at the Summit State of Mind highly suggest visiting Rush Bowls and grab yourself a delicious acai bowl. It's the best bowl in Houston. So follow them on Instagram at Rush Bowls Houston and visit them at their location at 6001 Washington Avenue, Suite 200 in Houston, Texas, and make sure to mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you. Because if you mention the Summit State of Mind, you will receive 33% off your next bowl. Let me repeat that, 33% off your next bowl. So when you go there, make sure to really mention that the Summit State of Mind sent you.
0: What's good, everybody? This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman, and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind podcast with the commissioner and the GM. Let's get it.
1: Let's go ahead and talk about the season now. The Rockets are currently one in nine not winning any championships looking more for winning ping pong balls that seems to be the the case right now obviously when you're thinking about what they're trying to do in terms of you know developing players and that's really what this season's about it should be more about developing their talent developing the players that they have so let's talk about it currently one in nine this past week though they were they were competing they competed they fought against some of the best teams in the conference. They went against the Lakers. They went against the Nuggets. They went uh Was it yesterday? They went against... Oh, they went against Phoenix. They went against... Um, Warriors. Golden State yesterday. So they had plenty of, you know, fight in them. So my first question, I just want to direct it over to you, uh, Mastodon. What do you think is, like, are they trending in the right direction? Or do you... Is there, like... You know, because... The common people, the casuals are going to look at the record and be like, oh, one and nine, this team sucks. Well, yeah, obviously. But what is the trajectory of this team? Are they doing what they're supposed to do right now?
0: Um, I think so in a lot of ways. There's still some issues, of course, um, obviously because they're young and because they make mistakes. But the last four games have been really encouraging. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that it started by, you know, Daniel Tyson, Daniel House being out of the lineup. Um, they were able to play a different way. I mean, you can't go too big, man. Steven Silas keeps going with two bigs and it ruins things. Unfortunately, it's the reason I think that we, uh, scored so poorly against Denver, but I mean, they're, they're trending, I think in the right direction. I predicted that this team, I made a lot of predictions, but the latest prediction I made right before the season started was that they would be the type of team that'll compete with you for three quarters and then, you know, get the brakes beaten off them in the fourth or whatever. Or get the brakes beaten off them in the third, and then make it competitive in the fourth, and then lose still. And that's kind of what they've been, right? Um, over mm-hmm. the last four games, they they led the Lakers, they led the Suns, and the Nuggets all at halftime. They almost led the Warriors at halftime before Otto Porter went went nuclear and just started crazy. And mad half, PTSD,
1: but. mad PTSD. By the way, watching uh, Warriors go off, I'm like, oh yeah, this is Clay and stuff all over again. i it, <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous.
0: but it really makes you appreciate the way they play, man. The way they mm-hmm. they zip the ball, drive baseline, kick the cutter, like everything moving and. And it kind of leaves a lot to be desired for because we're just sitting there isoing with like five out and or five out with quotes around it with two bigs and <laughs> it just makes no sense. So but I mean I think they're doing what they need to do. There are still some things I'd like to see them do though that that they are not currently doing.
1: Mm. Okay. So with with that said, with the team as a whole, let's break let's go ahead and talk about obviously what was a big deal in terms of um, the team, because this guy came out and he's totally pulling some diva shit right now. Pulling, I mean, dare I say, a James Harden. He's pulling a James Harden. I didn't realize Christian Wood was a you know a nine-time All Star with a with 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 serious <laughs> accolades. You know, top offensive scoring man. For the, I didn't realize he was a two-time MVP.
0: I mean, I feel him. Yeah, the, you know, like on, look. First of all, this has been the issue with him this is the history on him is that attitude issues. Right. Which is a general thing. And I don't like to like label these guys cause they're kids. And like, you know, I mean, if I was 21 with 10 million, I'd act a fool, but, um, but he's 26 now. So it's like, you know, kind That's of more of, a thought. Re- yeah, more of a reputation than anything. But on one hand, I feel him cause he's, you know, I don't, you could argue whether he's the best player on the team or not. I don't care. He puts up the best numbers on the team. So he's going to feel like he's the best player on the team, period. Um, and he's, you know, if, if, I was putting up 20 and 12, I think now he's putting up like 17 and 12 or something, but if I was putting up 20 and 12 and I wasn't getting the ball for some rookies, I could feel a certain type of way as well. However, it's the, there it was the what 10th game of the season pouting. Like, what are you solving by doing that? You know, some of it is mm-hmm. on him. I don't know if you saw this, but before the season started in the preseason, I criticized his free throw shooting on Twitter and he tweeted at me basically saying like, yo, keep that same energy in the regular season. Yes, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, I hate to tell you, but you're shooting like 54% from the free throw line, brother. Like, I don't wanna remind you of this, you know it, but (laughs) you told me to keep the same energy and you kind of Mm -hmm. don't look too smart yet. Um, So it's just a bunch of things. It's like, dude, go get the ball, be assertive. If you want the ball, if you are that guy, pal, Mm -hmm. then go get the ball and be that guy. The other part of that is that he's he's getting the ball and doing the wrong things with it. He's trying to ISO from the from the corner like a wing. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's not you, dude. Let's
2: it's so run, frustrating
0: to watch. Let's just run the pick and roll. Catch it over the top. Catch it on the roll. Like, dunk, mm-hmm. dunk, dunk. And then mix in the other stuff. He's doing it the other way around, though. And so, yeah, there's just all of that is not working. I would like to see Daniel mm-hmm. Tice either. I have nothing against Daniel Tice, but I just don't think the Rockets have a use for him because they want to develop Shangoon. So, two things. I'm cool with trading Christian wood, especially while his values sky high, because the rockets are probably not going to be the team that offer him the max extension. And he's expiring next season mm-hmm. after, after mm-hmm. next season. So you might as well trade him for what you can get. Then run Tice at the five and run that five out. Tice is shooting 35% from three started hitting recently, seven of 20 on the season. And then Shangun is the backup center or find another home for Daniel Tice and run wood at the five and like one big, you know, that mm-hmm. will be the best way to get wood involved. Five out pick and roll with KPJ, him and Jalen Green, use him to start off like that's where you start your offense, get your bread and butter and then mix things in and then ISO him and do all those kinds of things. That's how I would play it.
1: No, agreed. But GM, let me ask you then. What do you what do you think? Do you agree with uh, Mastodon? Do you agree that that is the way to go, that they should just trade wood if if, if the the trend continues and he just continues to pout? What, What would you do? Um. Honestly, I, I was like you knew that I was on the boat
2: of trading wood in the off season. Like I was like, well, I mean, we don't have the use for him per se. He could be he could be served so much better for a playoff contender, but he does give us that extra guy that can take it to the next level. Um, the bringing on of the Daniel Tice. Like I I like Daniel Tice, but rush you're right about this the spacing. When you got two bigs, and they're kind of you could tell they're just not comfortable playing with each other. You probably need to stagger each other a lot more in the sense of their minutes, but Christian would like the one thing that I've noticed with him is that he just, when he puts the ball down on the floor, starting from the perimeter, he does it a little too much. It's like, you want him to be set up more so in the post or cutting in from the corner. I mean, we, we've seen so many actions where can, they can run pick and roll, but he kind of just doesn't go in assertively. Like he would like when Harden was there for the first, like what five games they played with each other. They ran that, to a T the pick and the pick and roll and the pick and pop. But I guess now for what he probably doesn't trust KPJ nor Jalen. Um, but Hey, you know, we're not the ones playing. We're not the ones there. We can just go based on what we see. We don't know the feel, but I do think that if we were to deal him before the deadline, I would not be mad. You know, I, I want us to go at this point. I kind of want us to go all in on the, the development of Shangoon Um because I think that would would get us better. What can we say? Assets in the Joe Morey era, as opposed yeah, yeah. to dealing Daniel Tice. But that's just me. Um, but I'm 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 all for it. You know, just like I want to deal Eric Gordon and Daniel House. Well, I just want to get I mean, rid of I, that I, old regime. I just want to get I, rid of the
1: old regime. You know what I mean? Like, I got I, just, I
2: got yeah yeah. I mean, I got love for EG. He's playing really well. It's just you know like,
0: let him. It's not what we need. Be, yeah. Well, and that's kind of what's going on right yeah. now. Yeah. Is, is playing like some of these guys that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're trying to develop, it's like, why are we playing those guys? Like, why did you have Eric Gordon in, in a you <laughs> with two or three minutes left in the game? You know, when you have this guy, nothing against Eric Gordon, maybe bench someone else, not Eric Gordon, but yeah, yeah. You have, he had it going. When you have Jalen green, who obviously just showed you what he can do with the game on the line against the Lakers and like has, you know, he's building these moments, you know? So you got Tice, Daniel House, Eric Gordon, these guys that, you know, DJ Augustine. Although, I'm, like I said, I'm cool with Tice. And I, I'm actually, lately, I've come around to the idea of trading Wood, getting what you can for him, running Tice mm-hmm. at the five, and Shingun at the backup five. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, ultimately, I think they'll be better that way. Especially like last night you saw, Christian Wood did nothing. um, And we mm-hmm. hung with Golden State for the, whole, for the whole first half. So it's not crazy to think that, you know, I mean, look, the Rockets are going to be a bottom three team in the league, no matter if Christian Wood is on the team or not. The so most exciting,
1: being- the most exciting bottom three team in the league, in my opinion. More <laughs> exciting than Detroit.
0: More exciting than the Pelicans, unless Zion comes. Yeah, I'm that's
1: concerned. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, but yeah. truth be told, man, I, I think um, I think we need to see a lot of improvement with Kevin Porter Jr.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think, in my opinion, that is, and that was actually going to perfect segue to my next question because I did want to talk about Jalen Green and KPJ's development. You know, the two guard lineup. I, I, you know, I'm curious because we'll start winning games. He's kind of the engine. He's the point guard. You know, there's a reason why John Wall took a step back to give him the keys to the kingdom and let him run the offense. You know, let Silas run the offense through KPJ and let him be the table setter. Well, what? What's the? You know. What are we going to be if he doesn't develop accordingly? Now, granted, we're only 10 games in. No need to rush into any conclusion just yet. This is the first time he's running an actual point guard slot in in, in the NBA where the best talented, most talented players in the world are playing. I definitely believe that he's the engine for our team. So I wanted to ask you, Arush, what, what's been the development for KPJ and Jalen? What do you think it's been? Is it where it needs to be or is KPJ lacking or what do you think?
0: Um, I mean, you know, I try to remind myself that K- KPJ's only played the equivalent of like one full season, I think barely over 82 games. Um, yep. And he's still 20, 21. Is he? Can he's only 20
1: 21. He's like a year. He's just a year older than Jalen. I think he's only 20. I think neither Can we of them are that legal. Up while I'm
0: talking. Can someone. Yeah. Let me, that let me, me do it. Let me do it. Yep. Cause I'm curious. You got, you got it. Yeah. He's got 20, it. Of course. Though. But um, he's having, he's shooting the worst that he's shot so far in the NBA three point shooting, I think is, is the lowest of his career. It's only been 10 games, but lowest of his career so far. And he started off hot at 40% field goal percentage down efficiency numbers, just across the board down. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that he, he just doesn't look like a shooter. I don't know if he'll ever be able to shoot. So what you do with the guy like that is you got to maximize what he's best at. Kind of like they did with rest with Westbrook, right? Westbrook couldn't shoot. So what do they do? They went five out and said, go to the hole. No one can stop you when you go to the hole. And that's how I feel about KPJ. He's hard to stop when he goes to the hole. He's super athletic. He's 6'6", 6'5", very long, um, pretty strong. So he can he can have his way, right? He kind of like glides to the basket and his arms are so long that he just like floats and just, it's hard to stop him once he makes that assertive move. But he
1: mm-hmm. spends a lot
0: of time dancing. And yeah. You can just see the processing time in real in real time. He's not decisive. He's It looks like, because he's trying to convert to point guard, right? It looks like someone, you know, he's got it in his head, like, okay, this is the play this is my read. So I'm going to run the play and wait for my read. And then that kind of screws them up. Kind of like a quarterback, like a, like a quarterback that has one read looks, his guy looks at his guy. And if that guy's covered, he just doesn't know what to do and then checks it down. Right. Or takes Mm -hmm. a sack or whatever. Yeah. And he kind of, and he kind of looks the same way. He's like, they'll run the set. He looks for it. If it's not there, he pulls it out and then starts thinking. And it's like, dog, just go like make your little hezzy boom and then go. Because you're hard to stop when you do that. He's got that like cock back dunk. He's got a lot of tricks when he gets to the rim. He's
1: savvy. He's savvy as hell, you know. And he's 21.
0: I just checked. 21. Okay, but turned 21 it over back in May. So much, and that's the problem. Is that mm-hmm. that's where the issues lie. Yep. He turns it over so much, and just bad turnovers, careless turnovers, forcing, uh, sometimes being lazy. Like it's it's just not pretty to look at. Um, so he's got a ways to go. I mean, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because we're not going to be a good team anyways. So we'll see how the experiment goes, but. I have a gut feeling that at some point we might be having a discussion of moving him back to being just a strict scoring wing and finding a point guard or or letting Jalen Green run more action because he's actually looked pretty good. I didn't think he was going to have point guard skills, but he's ran offense really well so It's the
1: drive in and the shovel. It's the quick shovel pass to the center of the big where I think he's actually really maximized uh, his potential as a guard, I've been seeing that every time he'll do the action. He'll do one move, little shake and bake, drive into the rim, double, will come, and then he'll shovel, pass it over to Shangun or he'll give it to Tice, and then they'll make something happen. And then that's where the action comes from. I, I fully agree that Jalen Green is actually seems like, you know, little sprinkles here and there that he's actually capable of running an offense if you do give him the keys. But, you know, that's, that's all hearsay for now. He's only 10 games in. But uh, GM, I wanted to ask you, what about you? Uh, who's impressed you more? Jalen Green, KPJ. I mean, I'm going to have to
2: go with Jalen, but let me get back to KPJ real quick because you know, like when we play basketball, right, Ken? And for someone that hasn't played in a while, the game is moving too fast. You can see in KPJ's head that he's thinking a little too much in the sense of where it's not Mm -hmm. going through the flow. When you start to think a little too much in your processing, while your body's going, that's where things start to get complicated. It's Mm -hmm. once you kind of just get the flow, it gets smooth. That's something that is potentially there later for KPJ as he learns through these games in the regular season. And maybe the game will slow down for him in that sense. You could tell as a scorer, he's fine. It's just the matter with the ball in his hands and running an offense is where things get a little complicated. So, I mean, for him, like you said, he's only 21 so he has that potential he has that vision it's just a matter of slowing the game down if the game slows down for him then I think that there's a lot of potential there I mean obviously the turnovers are going to be really high right now but if we if we see month to month and they progress to lower and to lower then we'll start to see in regards to that that he is going that he is trending in that in that right direction in regards to Jalen like man like when we watched that game against LA like Seeing him play assertive and aggressive, pick his spots, that was really nice. And to see him have those two signature moments, like rush said, uh, at the end of the fourth quarter, that was something that we really needed to see and wanted to see is we didn't really get too many of those moments with Harden. I hate to go back to that and to
0: compare um, we, in we did in the regular in the regular season regular
1: season yes i was gonna say that in regular season we, we he had, had a
0: ton a, in the regular season a ton i mean in he the dropped season. ricky rubio and sunk the jazz <laughs> he hit the double ot bomb against the Warriors. Yeah. He, he got the like,
1: game winner against phoenix back in 20 was it 2015 when he hit it over pj tucker so you know i yeah, oh, remember the remember game
0: winning layup against the nuggets as mvps or it was either MVP yeah C2, that's true or it was the west yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah he has he has like signature moments it's hard to compare because like well but that's the thing like Jalen Green was I mean he's 19 and he's and he's doing this in LA with some of the brightest lights in the entire uh league and he's mm-hmm. you know he's he's not afraid to shoot the ball that's I think going back to what Roosh said too that's a little bit of the where the frustration lies because you wanted I wanted to see him in, in the last clutch minutes against Denver I wanted to see him see what he could do if he gets the shot or if he can sink a bucket get fouled shoot a three get an and one take it to the cup like I didn't want to see a dump pass to Eric Gordon or no, no dump pass to Jay Sean Tate for a block. You know what I mean? Like as much as I love Jay Sean Tate, don't get me wrong. Cause we're actually going to talk about Jay Sean Tate too, but don't get me wrong. Like I love, I love Jay Sean Tate, but you could have called the timeout. I know you wanted to run the offense accordingly. You wanted to run fast break without the defense getting set. But at the same time, like could have called a timeout. You could have switched it, put in your offensive lineup and you weren't going to get anything. I don't know. I thought the defense was actually more set.
0: than oh, The uh, thing know? is, you you do that whole the whole philosophy where you just let your guys figure it out yeah. and don't let the defense get set. You do that with a veteran team that you trust. You don't do that with the baby rockets, right? And good point. We saw we saw against the Lakers they needed a bucket, right? They hadn't they had a play out of the timeout where Christian Wood set that screen, caught it, and got fouled for two free throws. It was a good design play. It was a great play, right? And so we have evidence that you know you can, and it was only a one point game at that at that point. Um, so we have evidence that they can run a play, and I just don't understand like i, I I'm my guess is Silas was thinking, oh we' you know I'll do the thing where we'll just let him play it out but it's like dog, we these guys don't even know each other and you got Christian Wood bringing it up what do you what's your plan but Jalen Green can do it all he's got so many tricks in his bag, crossovers, incredible footwork, step backs, crazy first step, super burst um. I mean, crazy hops, athleticism, like he's got all of that. Uh, He's got good skills with the ball. He's got, like we said, very, very sneaky, good passing, the little scoop pass. He actually runs a pick and roll really well too. Um,
1: Better than I expected, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. and and he slithers really well. He'll like get within like the screen and kind of use his shoulder to like ride his defender, get in front of him and slither and snake around. They just don't have action to go off of it yet. Once they get that and or once he gets a mid-range shot, down off of that move i think they can start putting a lot of pressure on the defense with Jalen green um the shot's not falling which is kind of you know it's concerning to me because it looks like it should fall every time he shoots it i'm expecting it to fall mm-hmm. but in two games i think the one against the second one against la and then the one against phoenix in those two games he's 13 of 20 combined um and then he's like whatever else beside that which is like you know at, at one point it was six of 39 and mm-hmm. over the last game or two it's added to that but i don't know exactly what it is. So. That's concerning. Um, but then the rest of it is just things that I think will get better over time. Like like last night, Otto Porter Jr. was cutting back door on him. Or no, Jordan Poole, I think, was cutting back door on yeah, him. Yeah. Over yeah. Over and yeah. over. So defensive mm. awareness, I think he'll he'll get that up because he's got the effort there. It's not like he's like a lazy, like hardened type defender. He was just getting beat by a veteran. Um, when he drives, sometimes he gets the ball poked away from him and sometimes he turns it over. I think that that stuff will shore up. He's six six, like one seventy eight, one eighty. So once he puts a little more muscle on and gets used to that contact and that that NBA style, um, I think that will that'll take care of itself. He's also not getting any calls. He gets he gets hacked, I think, a surprising amount when he gets to the basket. And mm-hmm. he's not getting calls. And then he took also the fourth
1: game to get his to get his first set of free throws. Right, I was like the fourth yeah. game, fifth. Yeah, game? yeah.
0: and Come but on. but the thing in summer league he was he was getting. Free. I think he had like eighteen free throw attempts in four games or something, you know? So Yeah,
1: people comparing it to Arden. <laughs>
0: yeah, so, um, and then the, the last thing that, that bugs me is that Silas is exclusively running him as like an above-the-break guard. We do those stupid little fake three-man weave, dribble handoffs, and then he gets the ball and then create from above the break. It's like, dude, he's so good and fast and athletic off the ball. Those types of plays that we saw Jordan Poole with like a backdoor cut and boom, catch, buck, bucket. You can do that with Jalen Green. And we're not doing That's all day. Of. That's all day. day. We're doing none of it. Um, we're not getting him running the baseline with any action, nothing. So dad is bugging me because um, I think we talk about development, right? And I guess you want to develop his on-ball skills above the break, but like put the whole package together, you know, at least <laughs> sprinkle it in. We're just seeing the same shit over and over. So that is bugging me, but all things considered, man, he's got all the talent in the world. Someone asked me um, if I would take Kobe or KG with respect to Jalen Green versus Evan Mobley. Mm. and i thought that was interesting because evan mobley is looking really good right now well that's A what's going to my
1: next question. I was gonna ask that's yeah, what i was gonna like, ask yeah. you
0: <laughs> yeah go for it sorry
1: no 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 go ahead I, but, but i was just gonna say i was gonna ask i was gonna be like well because i mean evan mobley's having some signature moments on granted 10 games into the season but he's looking looking pretty good so i mean if you had the choice
0: would you I have many, many thoughts back? on this so if okay. i Feel free to cut me off if you if I'm talking too much. I'll talk. I'll talk about this. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: this is the platform, man. Go ahead.
0: Just raise your hand. No, I'm kidding. Um, so <laughs> many things. Okay. Number one, um, coming in, man, Evan Mobley. When I saw when I started like, I hate to use the word scouting because like Twitter's turned everyone into like a wannabe scout, and I'm not a, a scout whatsoever. <laughs> I just talk about the game, right? So like Hell yeah. when, I, when I scouted Evan Mobley, you know, whatever. <laughs> I was when I was watching his goddamn YouTube clips, like we all did. Um I did too. <laughs> right? People are like, oh, I've been scouting him. It's like you're just watching YouTube. Okay, uh, but
1: but when they say scout, quickly though, like when you say scout, like, oh, I didn't know you got to see him in person. Oh, I didn't know you went to you. workouts. Thank Let's you. Be real, dude. <laughs> I watched his YouTube
0: clips. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, a lot. of Draft Twitter was coming after me. Um, when I was watching his clips, you know, that was my thought was okay. Either this guy could be just another, you know, one of those like decent bigs, maybe 13 and 10, 15 and 10 that is fine and great but kind of like a go bear you know like a 15 and 10 15 and 12 guy with good defense that can anchor your defense but would you necessarily take that first overall i want to pay that person 200 million dollars or he i noticed he had legitimate ball handling ability and so i was like this guy could be more so people were saying bosh i was thinking more like a Giannis, you know like a big long guy that can bring the ball up that was my ceiling that was my ceiling Yep. Right. And so but what I said was interesting that you just said what you said is I was like, I would have to see him in person to know because I don't know. I, I can't watching on the Internet. I can't gauge how his body type is translating against legitimate NBA athletes. Right. Like, I have no idea. So that was my concern. And that's why I was like, I don't know. Um, second, obviously, he's, you know, proving he's filling he's in the blanks out. For me. Yeah, He's falling out right, right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's not let's not twist it. He's absolutely on the
0: other other end of that. It could, it could also be a case where, and we won't know this 10 games in, we'll have no damn clue. It could also be a case where he just came in ready. You know, Malcolm Brogdon won rookie of the year over, I think Joel Embiid, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Some, some people, some people just come in ready and they're just putting it together. Like boom, boom, boom. And credit to him for doing that. His ceiling is obviously super high, but he could be more of this, right? Maybe 18 and 12, two blocks. Like that's awesome. Maybe Jalen Greens. You know, who knows? We have no idea. So um, second, Cleveland is three years into their rebuild. And people forget that, you know, Um, not to take anything away from Evan Mobley at all because he'd be doing what he's doing no matter what. But it looks good. Cleveland's winning. They're seven and four. Him and Jared Allen next to each other are balling out. Colin Sexton just went down with an injury, we found out, but he was balling. Darius Garland was playing well. Ricky Rubio Mm -hmm. is having a career year if you look at his numbers and if you look Mm -hmm. at what he did last night in the garden. Um, so their team, like they drafted, like I said, Sexton, Garland, KPJ, traded them Windler, Um, like they're, they're putting these, you know, Seti Osman, jetty Osman, whatever. Uh, they still got Kevin love coming off their bench. Let's not forget that. Even though he's, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: they have a culture. They have a culture that's already well, they, I mean, been getting set for the last few years. Now
0: we're 10 games into the rebuild. They are. <laughs> two, two seasons into the rebuild you know Tell,
1: let's let's announce this to twitter so people can you know these these immediate gratification people can just chill the fuck out cuz it's ridiculous man <laughs> you know, i'm like ways, yeah people yeah.
0: people say that to me right they're like oh, i was 10 games in and i'm like bro i just tweet the game i'm i go you're just re- live- you're, you're reacting I'm reacting. Well, That's yeah, the more whole. More or less, com- you're commentating.
1: Natural. You're also commentating. You know, you're Thank just you kind know. of giving yeah. your opinion. Right. It's like I don't think oh, it's, it's, to get it's all so subject
0: over. to change. I said, I made a lot of people mad the other day. I said Jalen Green's three ball officially worries me. Um, for the oh yes,
1: and then uh, what what uh, what did the people say? They said something like, oh, uh, what is it they said? Because I read that and then people they talked were, a lot
0: of shit. I don't know exactly yeah. what what <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were just like. What's wrong with you? And I was like, bro. I had a 14-year-old. I had a 14-year-old go, I can't with this fan base. And I was just like, ah, <laughs> what? <laughs> what, are what are you talking about? Anyway, so so I say that to say, um, Cleveland is, you know, three years into their rebuild. Like they are, you would hope that by year three, we're starting to look like Cleveland if things go the way that we want. But right now we got mm-hmm. 10 games of Shangoon. We got 10 games of Jalen Green. We picked up Kevin Porter Jr. basically on a flyer for a pick that. Probably will never convey, and we'll have to see if he pans out. But he was not a Houston Rockets draft pick. Nope. Uh, Garuba and Josh Chris still have not been integrated. Although I think they should get more playing time. So there's a long Sorry, way I to agree. go. You know, but but if I had to redo it, what would I say? So I go back to that quote. Um, I'm not redoing anything, by the way. I mean, I'm sticking with Jalen Green. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, you know, it's entirely too early to even like litigate this on a legitimate level. But someone someone asked me, would you rather have or they didn't like directly ask me, but this is how they framed it to me. They were like, well, I think, I think about it like this and they're not a Rockets fan, by the way. So Um, they said, would you rather have Kobe or KG? KG is going to raise your floor. Um, But which one would you rather have? And it's like, you know what? If both Evan Mobley and Jalen Green reach their potentials, I think KG would be a little too high even for Mobley's ceiling. But let's say Mobley hits KG potential and let's say uh, Jalen Green hits Kobe potential. I'll take Kobe because on any given night, Kobe can you can put just a couple of the right pieces around him and you're unstoppable. Whereas we saw KG like had you know obviously Minnesota did a terrible job of building around him, but with guys like KG, uh, throw KG out of it. Guys like Rudy Gobert, guys like Anthony Davis. Let's say he let's say Evan Mobley becomes Anthony Davis, and let's say Jalen Green becomes Devin Booker. Let's say that I think those are fair comparisons.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right? Yeah. Anthony Davis in New Orleans won what five playoff games because building around him. They didn't do the greatest job, but they still had a couple teams. They still had Drew Holiday. They still had like random decent enough talent to where if he wasn't, remember, remember all the AD Harden arguments we used to have back then? Yes. The, you know, yeah. Oh, AD's top five player in the, in the game. Harden's top 10, whatever. Why isn't Harden higher? But who was able to put the team on their back and actually win playoff games and was just like a Chris Paul away or just like an Eric Gordon away from, you know, pushing the Spurs to six games or whatever. It was Harden. And that's yep. because when you have someone that creates and scores, and becomes the centerpiece of an offense that can dictate all those things, building around them is a little bit easier. Whereas a guy like AD is always going to be a number two, and he is a number two still, right? He's going to mm-hmm. need LeBron to like... He'll be him. a
1: beta, always. Right. Always and, and forever. I'm not
0: saying, and I'm not saying Evan Mobley's a beta. I'm just saying his skill set is such that he's complementary in a lot of ways. He can take a game over. He can dominate. He will. He is already. But at the end of the day, the game has always revolved, at least for the last 30 years, it's always revolved around that star wing, you know? So Michael Jordan, I, yeah. Kobe, Harden, mean, Wade, whoever it is, you know?
2: I mean, that's like the nature of the NBA and what it is now, you know, like back in the eighties, it was everyone drafting big Who, right. number one and two Hakeem and Sam Bowie. Like, you know, come on now, right. you know, yeah. you go Sam Bowie before Michael Jordan, like in the, in the I'm just 80s, trying to avoid the world. Sam
1: Bowie. I'm just trying to avoid the Sam Bowie pick. That's it. Like, I don't want <laughs> Jalen green is never going to be a Sam Bowie pick. Well, I'm, what I'm be real. <laughs> right now is that
0: Jalen Green looks like Anthony Davis's clone on paper, numbers wise. Their numbers are like eerily similar through the first nine mm-hmm. games or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, Anthony Edwards. Oh,
2: yeah, were you? The, did you post that today? Because I did see that comparison. I don't know if I you tweeted it. it Someone maybe. else posted it. I like. Okay, it. yeah, because yeah. I saw that too, and I was like, that's very interesting. Yeah, and so considering
0: all things, like, Ant is cool, but I, you know, I don't want. I think. I think now. I think Jalen Green is way more polished than Anthony Edwards. And mm-hmm. I think his his skill set is more fluid. He's more natural. He can read the game and like it's all there. Anthony Edwards is more just like a guy that's got it, that can do it. Whereas Jalen Green is like very there's just more method, there's a method to his madness. You know, Anthony Edwards is like they'll yeah. step back with that little kind of weird shot, even though you could say Jalen Green's is weird. But I feel like Jalen Green is more polished with legitimate potential to actually reach a Devin Booker if we're crazy lucky than a Kobe. But that type of mentality. Whereas Ant Edwards is just more like, he's like a wing that can score. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So no, I
1: agree. Agreed. agreed. Uh, Jim, what were you, you, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. You said you were going to say something. Just speaking
2: in the sense of like the nature of the league, because it's a guards league. It's been a guards league for quite a bit. Um, when you speak of Evan Mobley and his, what is this, His characteristics, what he brings to the court is complementary. is a complimentary, complimentary, complimentary uh, skill set. Because, you know, for him to really succeed, he's going to need that guard to really push him to the next level, like you said, AD. You know, AD didn't really reach anything until he got to LA. So, in regards to, like, like Bosh in Toronto, Bosh was a good player, but he didn't get next level until he got to Miami with D-Wade and LeBron, you know? It's just KG, the nature of
1: the beast, yeah.
2: Yeah, like, in Minnesota, he had that one great year with Cassell and Latrell Spreewell Was it 2003? Where they were just killing the league, and they couldn't get pa- or is it they couldn't get past yeah, LA? Two thousand four. Okay, okay.
0: I just remember yeah, like, that was Vietnam, only. And then I think LA lost to Detroit. Detroit,
2: yes. Yeah, and they that lost was, in the finals. That was the only yeah. year our boy Sam yeah. became an all-star. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah you know, like, yeah.
0: I mean, even that, that's Rudy all... Gobert, man, like Rudy Gobert, impact player. I think Evan Mobley's ceiling is higher offensively for sure, but mm-hmm. impact player has a Donovan Mitchell. And you know, I get. I mean, Bogdanovich is a hooper as well. I mean, guys that can score. But Donovan Mitchell is, is a really good wing, and they get bounced by the Clippers without Kawhi. Like it, it's just that because of Paul George and Reggie Jackson, right? When wings can score and take over a game, like I don't know. At the end of the day, I think there's more value to that. And also, <clears throat> I think the league has evolved to to a a, a juncture at least, whatever, a, a stage where you can find a capella you can find a jared allen you can find a six eleven seven 7 foot guy that can run the pick and roll dunk it block shots whatever there's a lot of them and those body types you can find them you can't always find a guy that'll give you 25 a night um yeah it's true numbers agreed and you can
1: can even argue the last 15 20 years the fact that the last big man that was a legit alpha that won the title was last year Oh, I was going to say. Well, I was even going to say just last year again uh with Giannis. You right. know that that with a similar skill set. That's what I'm right. trying to say. Tim Duncan had the big three with him and Parker. And no, you're right.
0: You're right. Hawaii So that's what but I'm saying. That, like, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. It went to game seven with Harden on a hammy and Kyrie out. You know. But Which, that's
1: <laughs> there. You go. See, the, yeah. So we're we're all in we're all in agreement because I mean the argument there is who did who did Kawhi? I mean who did not Kawhi? The who did Giannis need? Giannis needed Chris Middleton to hit these big time shots.
0: Drew Holliday. You,
1: you don't make yeah. the NBA Finals. You don't win your first championship without those pieces. And I think you're right. As a big, the pieces are just, they're just easier to find. It's just the, it's the nature of the beast in today's NBA, and that's We're just.
0: just- who you know? does Phoenix not want to pay two hundred million dollars to?
1: Hey, I mean, I <laughs> <laughs>
0: and I don't blame the guy That's this. true. The guy that yeah. they,
1: the guy that they can feel like in a few years they'll get Capella when he's available.
0: <laughs> I mean, seriously though, you they know what I take, mean? Yeah. Instead of paying eight and forty million, whatever he's eligible for. You could take that, find a wing score, and then get like a Nick Claxton. And like they probably won't lose that much. People might think I'm crazy for saying that. But if you add in other places and just replace like 80% of that defense, it's like when we were when we were thinking, hey, we could trade Capella and just sign like Nerland's Noel with the Harden CP three rockets. And that would have worked. Yeah. Because they can fill those roles, so I, I yep. agree. Some people it's might the, disagree, but
1: it's the two C's, man. It's the two C's, especially for Phoenix, if they were to switch it out. It's Chris Paul, who's the general, the leader of the team, and it's the culture of the, it's the culture of the team, and that's what that that is the be all end all, along with the system that the coach runs. I guess the three C's,
0: which would be coached. I, so, I think now would be the, a a bad time to cite Phoenix Suns culture, but yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean? I mean, like last year. Yeah. Now this year we're talking a whole different ballgame. But yeah. no, no, no. I'm talking about the
0: Robert Sarver stuff
1: oh, yeah, no. oh yes, a, yeah oh yeah that's oh god i'm that's gonna, a need, a, I'm gonna need a part two for that one i'm gonna have to get Ruch back in for another episode for that we, <laughs> yeah, have to talk, we gotta talk, don't about, talk about
0: Ooh, i not talk about none of that
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're not touching hey let's keep our talk on the floor All right, let's move on and talk about the big game coming up this week. That's right, the game against Detroit. The battle of the number one pick against the number two pick. Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Green. But before we do, we need to talk about the greatest and best anime streetwear label on this side of H-Town. That's right, I'm talking about my best friend's brand. his, His ownership and his baby. That's right, culture changing stuff. We're talking about day off. Are you tired of the same old anime tees? Are you tired of the same old malcore look? The first colony malcore look. Shoutouts to Animagic. Don't you want to see some older classic animes getting love? Well, be sure to check out the brand Day Off for your retro anime goods. From animes like Macross, Neon Genesis Evangelion, to Cowboy Bebop, My Hero Academia, and my personal favorite Shokugeki no Soma. Day Off is your source for anime-induced graphic mayhem. You can use the code right now. Day Off Summit for a 10% off discount at dayoff.shop. That's right. That is D-A-Y dash O-F-F dot shop. I'm telling you right now, if you go on their website, they have a lot of sick stuff. I know I've said this plenty of times before, but I guarantee you, everything is made in house. He does, and he does it all himself. He does it with absolute care and perfection, and I guarantee you the quality. He only uses the best, and it's all right there for you. He has the present day and present time tea. He also has the Cry Baby Hero tea, which I love. Is a shout outs to the uh, the Cry Baby movie. Absolutely incredible stuff. He has a sidekick activity shorts as well. Super, super comfortable. He only uses the best products when he makes it. And he'll make it special for each and every one of y'all. So that's right. D-A-Y dash O-F-F dot shop. So yeah, the Rockets, you know, they're 1-9. We got a big game coming up on Wednesday against... Detroit Pistons: The battle of the number one and the number two pick, and I've said this from the very beginning. If my my guy was Cade Cunningham, I love Cade Cunningham coming out. I thought he was the most NBA ready. I thought he was a uh, he had the body the body type of an NBA player. Of course, he comes out with like the worst shooting start in NBA history. But if he's gonna have a game going to be this game <laughs> like if, if 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 there's a game where Cade's just gonna fucking take over i fully believe it's this game so you know real real quick uh before we segue into the final part of our pod uh just talk about this game real quick the preview you got Cade versus jalen coming up here i'll start with you gm what are you expecting what do you expect to see
2: i think to see a close game but i'm gonna say this i think houston wins tomorrow not tomorrow sorry wednesday i do believe that they win i'm gonna go with that even though we, it, it's at home, I want us to win in the away game. But I do think that we'll see a battle between Jalen and uh, Cade. But I do think that Christian Wood's going to ball out come Wednesday. He's going to come back with a vengeance. He's going to play very aggressive. And I do think that he'll probably get like 22 and 14 against Detroit. We're going to see Jalen come out, probably put up like 13, 15, 16 points. Cade's probably, I, I can see Cade going for like 25, to be honest with you. Like you said, that he's just going to have his come-out game. Where he's just like, yo, there's a reason why I was the number one pick. Be motivated in that sense. But I expect to see a good game, to be honest with you. I think I it'll agree. be close.
1: Yeah, no, I, fully, I fully agree. What about you, uh, Roosh? What do you think? What do you expect to see from this game?
0: I think it'll be close. I do think, uh, just given the Rockets luck, man, it's probably going to be like a come-out game for Cade, and he's going to go crazy. Um, because that's just how things tend to happen to the Houston Rockets for whatever reason. Um, I hope Jalen doesn't force the action too much, he's gonna want it really bad. He's gonna want to back up all that talk that he had, and he knows mm. I mean, that's our only game, I think, on ESPN of the season. Um, so I hope he doesn't force the issue too much, but at the same time, he's got the it type factor. And I mean, he's the, like, I trust him already in big moments when he knows he needs to perform, he seems ready for it, he seems like he embraces it and relishes in those types of moments. So I'm cool with that. Um, I do think we're going to see Christian Wood's going to be motivated to want to perform well. Hopefully he doesn't overdo it either. But I think we're going to see uh, Kelly Olenek show out. Don't forget uh,
2: mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, so, was so, he was so good for us last year.
0: He was awesome. <laughs> he was. I think him. it'll be close. Um, I will actually say that here's here's the thing. We were talking earlier about the trajectory of the Rockets, and I forgot to mention this. They started performing well over the last four games against good teams, right? We're about to find out if they are just the type of team that plays up and down to their competition or if those last four games were actually some type of corner being turned where they were like, hey, we figured it out. We're starting to get better. We're actually learning and developing, et cetera, et cetera, because mm-hmm. um, they could come out against the Pistons and get run, you know, but you would expect after the four games they just played, they'd come out with some confidence like, OK, we played much better teams than this with much better results. And you know maybe they put it together and go up by double digits even, but um, but I do think it'll be close because nothing comes easy, especially for this team. So we'll see.
1: No, for sure, man. And and I and I agree with both y'all's points. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a great game. It's going to be a fun game. So we'll definitely talk about that. But let's talk about Jay Sean Tate before we uh, move on to the next part of our pod. Like Jay Sean Tate is, in my opinion, uh, he's the type of player where I think as the games progress, he's just going to get stronger. And I think, in my opinion, he's the MVP of the team first 10 games in. He's been a product of consistency, locking down the best players. And at worst, I mean, if we have to give him up, he'll be a key cog on a future championship team. So I want to direct the question over to you first, Roosh. What have you been seeing from his development so far?
0: Love it, man. I predicted that he was going to have a weird, he was going to fit in weird because a lot of his strength is what he can do creating with the ball, right? He can can drive in. He's a really gifted passer. He posts up, has his little footwork, his little hook shots and all that. Um, And he's not the best catch and shooter. He's not a a good shooter at the NBA level. So I thought he was going to fit in weird next to Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, and Christian Wood, who all play on the ball, right? Um, However, and he started off pretty bad for him, at least, compared to last season. Over the last four games, though, he scored 16 points a game, two dimes, seven boards a game. He shot 45.5% from three off top of my head. I think it was five of 11, um, 61% overall from the field on 10 attempts. So, and he's obviously playing premier defense. So he's been awesome. Um, I think MVP of the team is, is a good, a good designation for him. He is the glue guy for the team, best defender on the team. I think by far, um, And he's just the kind of guy that like gets us, I don't know about you, but he gets me excited. Like when he makes one of his signature hustle plays and gets it back in, I'm just like, yes, dude, I love that. We have that guy. I wish he was on some of the older teams, but yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: What about you, GM? What do you think?
2: I said, like, I want to like completely focus on his improved corner three. Like he's been knocking that down with consistency and confidence. He's not hesitating anymore from that spot. He's kind of, flourished in that area he's become the pj tucker you know what i mean like in that regard um where he's just knocking down corner threes i needed he's putting it up and he's putting it up confidently and i love it um when you say that he's the mvp of the team i totally agree and rurusha when you said like when he makes these signature plays with his hustle it's the things that get you excited the little things you know what i mean it's like to us it's like a dunk when you electrify a crowd like when jalen has those above the rim plays everyone goes nuts when you see jay sean you know hustle for a ball like dennis rodman out of bounds that's what gets the team up like if you're going to give us that energy let's give it to you right back and that's the kind of signature plays are going to carry on as the season progresses because that kind of energy is what we're going to need from game 10 to what game 45 game 56 you know what i mean that's what we're going to need so in regards to all that, like when you said, Kenny, that he's just going to go up from there. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see where he's going to be two years from now. Yeah, I'm I mean, totally he, curious yeah. now. Like, that's what I want to see for
0: sure. He's, he's definitely going to develop. Go ahead. He had that one play against um, Possession, against the Suns, where he locked <laughs> Chris Paul up. Yeah. Forced him into like a, you know, his signature mid-range step back, but he missed it badly because Jay Sean was all over him. And it's like those types of plays. Those are the types of plays that... <laughs> You know, I think get people going. And I would imagine if you're one of his teammates, it's like you. I would probably love playing with him because you know that he's going to bring it. You know that he's going to cover your butt. You know that he's hustling and, and guarding the best player, forcing them into tough shots and all that. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, he might need to go if the Rockets have an opportunity to trade for someone valuable because he's going to be a piece that a team would want. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that doesn't happen. But um, but if he's st- I mean, I, I have him. And Jalen Green, as the currently as the only two players that, sorry, well, I don't know how to phrase this. Jay Sean Tate and Jalen Green are the two players that I know are a, a piece of this core moving forward for sure. And then obviously KJ Martin and Shangun as well. But um, Jay, uh, Jay Sean Tate and Jalen Green, like for sure. KPJ, iffy. Christian Wood, I think he's out the door. Um, KJ Martin, we didn't talk about KJ Martin. KJ Martin's been awesome.
2: Dude, um, dude, he's been killing. He's shooting seventy-two percent. You know what? You know it, it, it's funny. It's
1: funny because you know one player's been out, and all of a sudden he goes gangbusters. Please, I mean, even when he comes back, it's like when we're talking about Daniel House, like you got to You how do you argue taking away his minutes? You know, if and when House comes back, like I
0: would even go so far as to say, man, imagine if we started Wood, mm-hmm. KJ, Tate, Jalen Green, KPJ, like. Maybe that's too far, but his hustle is so valuable, and he can he can spread the floor. He can catch it and shoot it. Yeah. he can play. You can still play that five out, um, and he gets Agreed. on the break and dunks. He, I mean those those transition blocks. Like he's best suited in a bench role, but I don't know. I, I, he needs to play more. House I don't think should play. I think they should trade him if they can for whatever they can get immediately. Um, but yeah, so those like those four with mm-hmm. the tiers being Jalen Green and Jay Sean Shangoons. Like underneath them, on the come up, and then K-J1. yeah. Like, like the near four,
2: untouchables.
0: Yeah. Not, not even yeah. untouchable. Anyone's available except for Jalen green and shangun probably, but like, that's what we're building around so far. Yep. So mm-hmm. I, com-
1: I completely agree. If there were any pieces that I'd want to keep, because look, I mean, at the end of the day, you're looking at all the draft picks that we have. Uh, we had four first round picks. You had Jay Sean Tate. You have Christian Wood. You do have KJ Martin. You're only going to keep, I mean, like, really, if you think about it, once once we do start competing again, you're only going to have a handful of those players left. So I agree with the tears. So, yeah, definitely, definitely. So before we end on the pod, y'all down to play a quick game?
0: Let's do it. Let's do yeah. it.
1: All right, let's get right, let's get it going real quick. Let's do, huh? Draft picks, form your starting five, all time Rockets.
0: When you say draft picks, what do you mean? Just all time? No, very- just
1: yeah, yeah, just all time, all time, all time eras of all eras of Rockets. Draft your own starting five. And, but this uh, means we can't we can't have the same
0: players though. No, correct? we can't
1: have the same players. No, we cannot. Oh. Okay. So it's okay. literally so a draft. We're,
0: we're going one, two. Okay, I got you. We're drafting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Guys. We're drafting in order, and then you just form form your starting five, and you can start with whoever. You don't have to obviously start. You don't have to start with a guard. You can start okay. with whoever. Who gets get the it from first there. pick? All right. Well, Roosh, we'll give it to you. You're the guest of honor, so so <laughs> take the take the number one pick. I I usually go last, so okay. okay. Uh, Justin, okay. you could take the middle.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, sounds I mean, good to I'm me. Obviously, I'm I'm obviously gonna go with Elijah one. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: that, that's that's an easy pick you if know you, that, if that, you that, were that's called the gimme hard and i would have been like bro we gotta talk <laughs> <laughs> no, it's dream, man. all day all right gm go ahead
2: Bobby, he went dream i gotta go Harden. you gotta go the number two rocket of all time
1: i'm gonna run with it See, this is where it gets difficult because when you give me the number three pick it's like mm-hmm. it kind of gets topsy-turvy the man only played two seasons two seasons as a rocket but i gotta go chris paul mm. his okay. ability the abilities that he possesses it's if I'm trying to win, I got to go Chris Paul. Uh-huh.
0: So, so am I building? Am I building a team, or am I just picking my favorite players?
1: Yeah, I, you can go what? Which I mean, you can go whichever. I, I was thinking just the more lines of put your starting five. Who's your like you know, put,
0: like center, power forward, small? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Put your starting five together. So are, are I, we snaking this, or do you want to go back to Rouge? What do y'all want to do?
0: It's your game. Okay, awesome. we can snake it. Yeah, snake let's.
1: It. Yeah, let's snake okay. it. Uh, it puts the pick back in my hands, which I I, I did not want.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> easy though you got you got your point guard locked up
1: yeah now i got to think about everything else which i did not want to think about um you know what i you know i need a big i need a big i'm gonna put a i'm gonna get moses
0: that's i was gonna oh, pick moses
1: had to get moses i got my big and my point guard locked up can't go wrong
0: See, that my was team. a good
2: pick that was a good pick you got moses but i was actually gonna go ralph Sampson. I wanted Ralph Sampson because he's seven three. He can put the ball on the floor. The man can shoot the midy, and he will get you three blocks in a game. So I mean that Ralph Sampson could do it all. He was like the prehistoric version of like what the big is now, is what I would say.
0: Are we are we going off their primes or are their times as a rocket?
2: Let's go times as their as a rocket. Because we'll if time, Kenny yeah. picks if Kenny picks Scottie Pippen, I'm like, are you
1: sure you oh, want that? version? Yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs>
0: Let's no, this guy doesn't count. You got—you had to have played 82 games. Um, <laughs>
1: Damn, let's go.
0: Right, here. let's see. <laughs> All right, it's okay, to you. So, it's to you. So it's, so it's me. I took Dream. See, this is tough, man, because we're going times as a rocket. So I'm gonna go. I right, don't think I have a choice but to pick Tracy McGrady. All right, this is the only—it's the best wing left. It's either him or Drexler. But I mean, Drexler as a rocket was like fading.
1: Oh, man. okay. But he was
2: still good though. 95, he was he was, he was still next level. He was he good. But I
0: mean, I'd pick him for the nostalgia, but T Mac, hey, Tracy gets a lot of hate for his time, but never forget mm-hmm. when he was before he got hurt, he had no nothing. It was him, Yao, Young Yao, and then like John, John Bay, Barry, you know what I mean? Bob Sura, Bob, yeah, Bob, <laughs> one year of Bob Sura. Um, yeah, but I mean, T Mac, like. He gave us some awesome. He gave us 13 and 33. He gave us the dunk on Sean Bradley. He gave us the game winner against the Mavs in that same game game 2. So I, I and I'm going and I'm not prepared but I'm going off top. I mean if, if we're picking like my favorite Rockets I'm start going like Ori, Maxwell, whatever, but we're building a team so mm-hmm. I got to go T-Mac.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Solid pick. All right, GM you, it's, it's, oh, it's No wait, no It's back to, it's Roush, back Roush. to you. That's right, that's it's back right. to me. Specterus. Yeah. It's a snake, man. Very my nice.
0: bad. <laughs> Very nice. Y'all took both of the power forwards. I got me a small forward. I'm trying to think, man. You took CP. I don't want Russell Westbrook. Um, I don't blame you. Don't want John Wall either. Definitely In terms of
1: point guards, man. There's a ton of, like, there were, like, the thing is, there were a lot of good point guards, like, great point guards that actually crossed foot in a Rockets uniform, but they weren't necessarily great yet. Like or, I can name one of them off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I know you're,
0: you're thinking of Kyle Lowry, but hell or, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa, right? They um, they were like we had Rod Strickland when he was like 40s, you know. Yeah, same so,
2: as Mark Jackson. Yeah, yeah Mark <laughs> Jackson is final yep. year. Yeah. Um,
0: you know. Okay, so I have Dream. I have T Mac. You took Moses. You took Ralph. Um, I. Potentially would take Elvin Hayes at the four, but I don't want to make that my pick. Are we playing modern basketball? See, I get too into this.
1: See, right? <laughs> <laughs> trying
0: to think. No. Man. No oh, man. No, no. Oh, good. Oh. oh, sorry. Um, I'll take Drex at the two. Uh solid. Touche.
2: Yeah, T Mack at the three, I think, was when he was at his best.
1: GM, no four or five. He was who's always your... a three. Yeah. He was always a three. Yes. GM, who's oh, your yeah, number yeah. two pick? Who's your number two pick? Ralph Sampson. Oh, Ralph mm-hmm. Sampson. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So the picks to you. Okay, don't oh, expect me. Yeah, don't take my guy.
2: I might be taking. I might be taking my boy too early. I'm go not ahead. gonna
1: lie. Jeremy Lin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, bro, I love Jeremy Lin. Not as a rocket, but I mean, yeah, I love Jeremy Lin. I'm, I'm, I'm not even gonna get into that. No, but not. I'm, a, I'm gonna go Sam Cassell. I <laughs> feel like he'd be he'd be a great compliment next to Harden as a rocket. A, though,
0: he only played... A,
2: what, but he was, he was, but he was, he was yeah, able to, de- he was able to defend Derrick Harper. He was. And Derek he Harper was, was no slouch.
0: He was, and but. He was
2: hurt in 96. Cause he did he only played like what, 40 games that year.
0: I mean, but, look, I love Sam Cassell, but he was still what he wanted as a rookie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like he was still young. You know what I mean? He wasn't like Sam Cassell. Not developed. No. no,
2: but I do believe that he has the clutch gene.
0: Solid nostalgia. He's got,
2: he's got the clutch gene. I would say that solid. He's, like, he was hitting big shots. Yep. So
1: that's yeah. a solid, solid pick. Okay. So if it's over to me, let's see, I need it. I need a two guard. So I'm going to go Vernon.
0: Nice. I'm going nice. to go.
1: I, yeah. I got to go Vernon. And you know what? I'm, you know what? If we're going based on the players that are like, Oh man, you know what? I'm going to go mad modern. Okay. I'm gonna go Ron. I'm gonna go Ron. Our test at the four. Ooh. Ooh. I'm gonna go Ron at the four. Okay. And now I'm gonna go Vernon at the two. And I got I got some I got some dogs in my lineup, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> along with Chris Paul. All right, GM. We'll go. Uh, go it over to you. What you got.
0: Well, don't you get two picks?
1: Yeah. No. I yeah, went. He- uh, I went Vernon and I went Ron.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, oh, that's, yeah. right,
1: that's, right, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's right. That's why he's you like, did, I got dogs in my lineup.
0: <laughs> Wait, so who's your See? full lineup? You got Moses... Yeah, Chris Paul. Moses, Ron, you need a three. Vernon, yeah. CP, okay.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you still got one more pick. I do. Go ahead. Okay, okay. See, this pick is the is the one that's... um I'm not too sure about. There's a guy that I do want because he was probably one of the best defenders for us. But... You know, well, you know what? I'm going to take the smartest man alive. Give me Shane Battier.
1: God damn it. As a God rocket. Lee, you know, wanted, like, that was going to be my third. That was going to be my third. I
2: want to <laughs> see him guard like Maxwell. You know, I want to see that. Like, I feel like that'd be a great matchup. matchup.
1: That's, a, that's, a, a 2K, that's a 2K simulation waiting to happen right there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. It's good. Solid pick. Solid pick. So. Uh Roosh, over to you. You're about to cap off your lineup here. So what, what do you need? So what do you need now?
0: I need a four and I need a one. Because I yep. got I got Dream, Drex at the two, and then T Mac at the three. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So it depends, man. The four is tough. Because if I'm going modern, I might but we're, but we're also going them as a rocket. So I could go Robert Ori. Mm-hmm. I could I I would consider definitely and he we we ran him at the four back then, anyways. Um my one I think my one, because we're building this team, so I need some role playing. I need some shooting. Although I think T Mac and Drex can both shoot well enough, at least. Uh, man, I'm gonna go Kenny Smith at the one. Um, Kenny Smith, first couple years with the Rockets was scoring heavy.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, people like tend to forget that ninety, ninety
0: one. Yeah, people forget you putting up like things like seventeen, fifteen a game, somewhere around there, consecutive years. Mm-hmm. Sniper from three, you know, thirty nine, forty percent three point shooter, hit some of the most clutch shots. I mean, the the shot against the Orlando, uh, game one to win the game, or to tie the game and send mm-hmm. it to OT. And I mean, had that whole game one against Orlando like as a whole, right? I think he hit seven threes or whatever. Yeah, it was. he had the record for oh, longest yeah. time. He yeah. had
1: the record till Ray Allen broke it. But yep. and plus, that's so. a keen that's a Keem's guard, man.
0: It, it is right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you know, the Jet dude, quick played some played some good defense. And then at the four is where I'm torn between Otis Thorpe, Elvin Hayes, uh, Ori. There's I don't some picks, know. man. You got some picks. I know. What do I do?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, See, I, like, the, that. That I, I, I'm i in that same position, bro. Right? So
0: like, <laughs> Part of me thinks... Part of me is like, dude, Elvin Hayes. Obviously. But the other mm-hmm. part of me is like, Robert Ori come in there and play some D and stretch four. And like, Elijah Won can man the post. And then you got... T-Mac and Drex to score and create that's a crazy oh, That's nasty you know and then that's the nasty. other part of me is like Otis Thorpe was the big man holding down the paint with Elijah Juan, bruising him up yep but um I'm gonna go Robert Ori so I'm gonna go Ori and Kenny Smith so my lineup is Elijah Juan, Ori T-Mac, Drexler, Kenny Smith, basically four of the 95.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna be like, well, you guys definitely have no issue in terms of chemistry. You guys were going to, you guys will knock it down pretty easily. <laughs> right?
0: And Vernon yeah. Maxwell was off the team that year. So T-Mac will step right in and just fill it up.
1: That yeah, hey, works man, out agreed. just fine.
2: <laughs> All right, let's, See, l- let's turn it over to you, GM. Since you didn't pick OT, that's, that's the pick I wanted. That's what I was hoping he would drop because I needed his size to compliment ralph because he could kind of he can hang out outside in the sense and let ot bruise you know just grab that ball make a great grapefruit, just throw it downfield like he's like you know throwing to andre johnson or something like that but dude yeah have you ever seen the videos of him
0: pump faking with like yeah dude it's it's insane to
2: me like he made the ball look like it was small i was like dude only only otis thorpe That blew my mind. And he was the only all-star next to Akeem, technically.
0: Technically. is it like
2: a 92 all-star. Well, Drexler. Touche. Touche. 94 speaking, yeah. But
0: yeah. But But he wasn't an all-star that
2: year. No, no,
0: no, no. 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 It was like former. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: right. (laughs) So who's
0: your lineup? You got Samson, OT. So, so,
2: yeah, Samson, OT, um, Shane Battier, James Harden, and Sam Cassell.
0: That's a good lineup. That's still a good My lineup.
2: lineup is like straight up like boomer bust potential.
0: <laughs> you have shooting. You got Samson. I don't know. I don't know how that would translate. You got OT. You got. Art, no, no. Who's your three again? Sorry. Battier. Battier, Battier yeah. Harden, Cassell. You got, your guards can shoot. Yeah. That Harden yeah.
1: and Battier combo would just be killer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah he'd Battier like is the, just going
0: would be like PJ Tucker for him. Yeah, that's Basically, right. Yeah.
1: All right, so the final pick goes to me, boys. Okay, so people give this guy grief because of how he performed in game seven against the Warriors.
0: Oh, you're going to pick Trevor Ariza as your three?
1: I, I don't <laughs> he, Fuck what anyone loves, says. He is, he I love Trevor me Reza. some Trevor Ariza. <laughs> okay, because I was thinking, because because I could go Robert Reed at the three. That was an idea. But like Robert Reed at the end of the day, like, I do. I know him, but I don't. I don't know his game well enough. I can't right. just claim him and be like, "Yeah, fucking Robert Reed." You know, yeah, I know him, but like, I really don't. Right. Uh, you know, then you start going through the surplus of the forwards, and it's like, "Fuck, man, no, can't." You know, I'm not going to pick Pippin. I'm not going to pick Chandler Parsons. It's like,
0: God, you wouldn't. You wouldn't want, um, Kevin
1: Martin. Bro, don't joke, dude. You're you're Kevin a big Martin Kevin Martin the, guy too. Kevin Martin off the bench would be kill. Oh man, that's hard. Well, I do have enough defensive players. <laughs> I do. I feel like I would at some point I will need scoring because uh, you got you, I got some knuckleheads also with Ron and Vernon touche
2: yes. touche yes, that's true that's true got the, you, know got a lineup. You, know you got a whole line you got the dogs maybe I'm you flip get the it.
1: let me flip it let me flip it i'm gonna put yeah, yeah i'm gonna put vernon at the three and i'm gonna put kmart at the two and boom Ooh, okay.
2: see
0: martin you you, you got like I needed, right I needed offense. i needed offense i needed
1: offense i feel like he, hey, i mean i feel like paul would unlock him paul would unlock Kevin
0: i was literally martin. about to say that yeah
1: chris <laughs> paul would turn sure. Kevin martin
0: into i mean he was an all-star i think at one point right
1: yeah, yeah. I don't uh, remember. What I think year. it was one time all star, but that was back in Sacramento. I mean, the dude was averaging 26-27 when he was there for uh, yeah. like, a few years or or not maybe not 26, maybe 24-25, but he was a scoring machine uh for that period of time. So and I I was psyched when we got him from Sac Town. Uh, uh, the GM uh, woke me up at like 1 in the morning and he was like, "Yo, we got Kmart." And I was like <laughs> and I, and I rose as quickly as Undertaker did, man. I was just like, "Ooh." You know, like, <laughs> it was it was it was bananas bro. <laughs> yeah, that I remember that deal. That was a great deal. We we loved Kevin Martin. It's the it's the only we had here. to get rid of T-Mac to get him but you know yeah. it was it was worth Some it. Some
0: undrafted gems, franchise moat Cat Mobley, uh Skola.
2: Um, scola Love that man.
0: I had one that I forgot already. What?
2: 2003 Glenn Rice. <laughs> oh my god. <gosh>. Wow. <laughs> wow.
0: Yo That's man. Amazing um oh my god man trying to think carl landry aaron brooks
2: yo landry was something else that year was, was it uh yeah man he was killer he was um
0: scott Padgett, ryan bowen <laughs> the white boy super squad bro. There was
1: you know shout, shout outs to everyone that got that got undrafted because <laughs> 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 but you know it was all time we we had to pick we had to pick so yeah good good notable yes. carl herrera mario ellie Hey, there you go, man!
2: Oh yeah, see there you go. Mario Ellie was the guy
1: that was Justin's man. Chili Pete, Pete Chilcut. Oh, Chili. oh yeah,
0: my boy, Must Chili Pete. Get you some Zan Tabak.
1: Hey, you are ready all
2: day, every day? Our player coach, Tree Rollins.
1: I'm all in, bro. <laughs> Give me
0: some Tracy Murray too. There you go. Oh man,
1: <laughs> well, good stuff all around. Roosh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, go home on the pod here. Thank you so much for joining us to joining our podcast. This definitely it was it was a treat. We met you literally just, you know, just through Twitter. And, you know, I loved it. And we appreciate you coming on as a guest and we hope to get you back on again soon. And uh I'm gonna roll out the red carpet for you now, uh Roosh. Go ahead. Let the people know what's going on with you. If there's anything, any shout-outs you want to say, any plugs you want to go, now's the time to do it.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, enjoyed coming on. Always down to come back again. Um, Man, just find me on Twitter, R O O S H Williams. And then um I started something called Rockets with Roosh on YouTube. I only put a preseason episode. I think I put two preseason episodes. I don't think I've done one yet since the season got got kicking because I was so like glued on, glued in, locked on, whatever, to the Astros. Um as so- of all of us. I'm still recovering from that and kind of taking it slow. So I'll get back to doing that on YouTube probably in the next two weeks. Um, but if you want to find that, just go to YouTube, type Rockets with Rouge, hit subscribe, because I'll be doing that a lot more often. Um, yeah, man, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Oh, and uh, the Noble and Roosh show, Ball is Life. We just uh, did an episode we re- we released today with Nas Reed of the Timberwolves. Um, that show, you know, I interview, we interview NBA players beat writers stuff like that so it's not a Rockets podcast but it's like an overall NBA hey
1: man that's that's still badass man and we always get and we definitely give you a listen so please give him a follow check him out check out his podcast he's been doing great things and he's you've been a Houston you've been a Houston staple now for a long time so we appreciate you coming on I appreciate
0: that man I'm trying I try to put on for the city some people uh don't like that I try but I'm gonna keep trying so we'll see
1: now fuck, fuck that, dude. You're good. <laughs> put some, put, put some respect I, on my boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We appreciate you, man. Thank you.
0: At Progressive, you can get 24/7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum.
2: Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's
0: terrible. Yeah, don't worry. I call it Progressive. Their 24/7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever.
2: Yeah, but don't you want it to end? Are you kidding?
0: I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best.
2: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round the clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
1: The Summit <laughs> Life.